M S W Media. Well, as you know, we embrace diversity here at the Stephanie Miller Show, and I've never seen so much diversity in underwears as Tomboy X. <gasps> I got the new rainbow ones. I even got the rainbow shirt. You can use it as a t-shirt or jammies. Fancy? I got the awesome. And the, the, that's a V-neck. It's so pretty. Okay. Listen, it's like nobody took the time to design authentic underwear for strong, independent, right? Comfortable with yourself, people like us. Tomboy X did. They created underwear that makes you feel like, you know, this underwear doesn't just fit. It gets me. Yes, I'm feeling proud. So I got the entire pride line. The underwear. I've got the uh, jammies. I've got the t-shirt. Tomboy X since 2014 has been making brazenly unapologetic underwear for all bodies, all shapes, all genders, all sizes, really all sizes from boxer briefs to bikinis, boy shorts to bras. Every pair of Tomboy X is created to fit you and how you see yourself and they've expanded way beyond underwear too and with their love at first wear guarantee you can order risk-free while you find your perfect fit discover your inner tomboy let me get you started with my special discount go to tomboy x under the code stephanie to get an extra 20 percent off that's an extra 20 percent off when you enter stephanie at tomboyx.com that's tomboyx.com restrictions apply see site for details Hi, I'm Francis Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela, and welcome to The Final Word. The Final Word with Frangela. The Final Word. 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 It's the first time Twombly has barked. I know. We've been here. I don't know if you just heard it. Twombly in the background taking focus. Welcome. Yes. We want to remind you to go to sexyliberal.com, check out all the podcasts and virtual shows. Do it now. If you miss the virtual shows, what is wrong with you? Go get them. Absolutely. We also want to remind you to go to visit with us on Facebook every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for us doing Idiot of the Week Live. Check it out. You get to see us. Yeah. What up with that? Yeah, you get to comment. You get to be part of the community. We say hi like it's like, what? not romp room. Was it the reading yeah, rainbow? It was, no, it's romp room. It was a romp room. We say yeah. hi. It's very fun. Yes. Also, if you um, aren't already a Patreon, why don't you support a black business if you can? If you got if you got a little bit extra, or you, you can, you got the moxie, the will, we could really use your support. We are a black-owned and operated business. Yeah. Um, we have an entirely black staff, in fact. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 100% black. Even Laura, she doesn't know it. <laughs> okay. Shh, don't tell her yet. Don't it's a surprise. Her. Don't tell her. But uh, also, but thank, and thank you to all of you who already are. You are literally the reason we are able to do this show. And also... Yes, you can. What if you want a message? You can go to cameo.com and put in Frangela. What? Yeah, and then you'll get a specific message from us. You could be a happy birthday, happy anniversary, or just telling your kids to go to bed. That's right. And uh, please do that because it's cool. It's fun. It's a great gift. Uh, Also, you can see us every week in the third hour of the Stephanie Miller Show. Yes, then that becomes the Black Power Hour. Every time, and that's when Stephanie Miller transforms into Stephanie Mills. That's right. Yeah. And I'd like to believe someplace in the world, Stephanie Mills becomes Stephanie Miller. Oh, my goodness. That's what I think happens. Oh, it's like Freaky Friday. It is. It's totally it is Freaky, Freaky Friday. Friday. It's yeah. absolutely Freaky. Oh, yeah. look at that. Oh, it works on every it level. On every level. On every level. Uh, the January 6th commission report has come out today. 
And uh, the Senate Rules and Administration and Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committees released this report reviewing the failure of law enforcement to track, prepare, and prevent the violence at the Capitol on, on January 6th. We were just talking about this before we started, and it is it feels like a dumping on two. Mm-hmm. the Capitol Police. It's also, it's a very narrow report. Like, it isn't, doesn't talk about causes, doesn't talk about, you know, uh, where it started, doesn't talk about Trump. No. Um, and the fact that he let it. Yes. That he told people to come. It really has to talk about the fact that the only, you know, the only thing that's significant about January 6th is that Trump told everybody to come because that was the day that they were going to certify the election results. Uh, that, that I hate, I feel like we have to keep saying that because people keep acting like, it's, oh, it just sort of happened. Like, no. They were there no, they to stop the certification of the election. They were there to install Donald Trump as president. He said he was going to walk down there with them and in typical coward fashion didn't. But this report, the Senate Rules and Homeland Security Committee's released this report. It's one of the only reports we've been able to get um, in any sort of bipartisan way because the Republicans are, I think, complicit and don't want to see how they were complicit or have us find out how they were complicit in this attack and this insurrection. But we've had, you know, all day we're recording on Tuesday, people are commenting like, uh, Lieutenant General Honore, if you haven't seen this goes off. And he's yeah. like, what the hell were they doing between breakfast and lunch? Deciding where to have lunch? lunch? I know, it was Because um, the reality is what you learn from this report is way back in in December. Yeah. December the, 22nd. The, December the, 8th, really. The, the footprints leading to that violence extended back into... Uh, December. Well, December. But here's the thing. We all know it started way before then. Yes. But the picking of that date, yes, that starts with, and it. I kind of feel when you when you're looking at at least we haven't I haven't read the whole report it just came out, but just looking at the excerpt places, it seems like the person the people who get the most blame is the Lincoln Project. Mm-hmm. Like it's sort of like they're like on December eighth, the anti-Trump, which I would say they're not so much anti they're anti-Trump, but they're actually anti-fascism. Um, the Lincoln Project released an ad drawing attention to the counting of electoral votes on January sixth, and then Vice President Mike Pence's role in the process. The intent of the ad was to knock Trump off kilter and to upset him. I don't know how the person writing this would know that, but and an outcome that was reportedly successful. So within hours of that ad, and I remember those ads, within yeah. hours of those ads, Trump allies were announcing plans to object to the counting of the electoral votes, and that was the reason for the joint session of Congress that day. Yeah. So December 8th, we yeah. knew that people were planning things. Yes. Three days later, on December 11th, the director of the Capitol Police Intelligence Interagency Coordinated Division, or as uh, you know it, the IICD, totally, John Donahue, uh, and quote said, uh, anticipated a challenge to the electoral vote from a few members of Congress and requested a preliminary assessment for the January 6th joint session of Congress, okay? He additionally hired an outside company to track social media mentions of joint session of Congress. Which I'd like to see that report. Yeah, because... He hired that also. He hired an outside company. How can you do that? I like. I would like to know how that happened, who that is. But in any case, moving on on December fourteenth. Yeah. The deputy chief of the Capitol Police's Protective Services Bureau alerted officials that there was an expectation that the January 6th session would bring some demonstrations with the potential for some issues on the House floor. Now, I want you to understand that as far back as then, they knew that groups like the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers planned to attend. The problem with, with acting like there might be some protests is, let me tell you what the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers aren't known for, nonviolent protest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What they- they're known for is they're... they're, they're their domestic terrorists. Yeah. 
And then on December 16th, the IICD released the first of several weekly assessments of what it expected to unfold on January 6th. So on December 16th, they're, they're already, they're communicating. Mm-hmm. It's not just interagency, in, inside the in- agency. No, they start communicating and telling people, we have expectations that this is gonna be, it's gonna be fucked up, But y'all. they keep saying, this is what I find really amazing. More probably, no specific known threats. There was no indications for specific threats. Like, they needed somebody to literally say, on January 6th at around noon, or, you know, closer to 2 p.m., uh, Trump's gonna give a speech, and then we're gonna walk to the Capitol, and then we're gonna organize a protest, and we're gonna go inside to the, and we're gonna have zip ties. Like, no. What I don't understand is that I watch, we all watch and talked about, we have talked about on this podcast, before Black Lives Matters protests, before we protested out in the street, that people plan protests with t-shirts, with people organizing them, with or- groups that are not terrorist groups organizing mm-hmm. them. They did things like in Minneapolis, tear up the street. Yes. Jackhammer the street out of fear of these nonviolent protests where nobody, very few and, and, of anything had happened. And most of the time when it did, we found out it was because of some racist group, you know, yeah. or, or an assassin inciting yeah. things or trying to create a problem. But for for those, they brought a National Guard. Yeah. They had them there for weeks, months in some places, in Seattle, etc., um, or Portland. Um, surrounded government buildings, yeah. had unidentified troops, pseudo-troops in vans, dra- grabbing yeah. people off the, the street. street. Yep. But since December 8th, you're getting not just chatter, I mean, in-your-face planning. Yeah. And you go, well, it's not specific enough, so we didn't act on it. And then, then cut to... After promoting planned objections to the counting of the electoral votes that day, Trump, on December 19th, called for people to come to D.C. to participate in the protest. Quote, big protest in D.C. on January 6th, he wrote on Twitter. Be there, will be wild. That tweet and two other social media messages focused on the date, including one calling for people to occupy D.C. and Congress. And Congress. That's important. And Congress. How are you going to occupy Congress? Because Congress don't all live in an apartment, Francis. No. This isn't like some reality show where we have our representatives and then they go to their house and we watch it. No. The only way to occupy Congress is to do what they did. Go surround the building, break the through, and go in the building, which they did. So I don't understand why that's not specific enough. I know. On this date, we're going to break into Congress? How... Uh, help me understand. Yeah, and then two days later, DC. Then now we got the DC Metropolitan Police saying, "Hey, hey, 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 December twenty first. Hey, they go. They flagged the increased attention being paid to the rally on January sixth. It compared the likely protests to prior rallies in November and December, in which fighting had broken out in the evening between pro and anti-Trump activists. That same day. The IICD released a report detailing what it knew about plans for the day. It included a mention that far-right groups such as the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers would be attending. They're expected to attend. It also showed a number of posts from a pro-Trump website that promoted confronting members of, this is a quote, confronting members of Congress and carrying firearms during the protests. Firearms, you say? I say firearms, Did Francis. you say firearms? I say firearms. So- Still, not specific enough. We're no. going to bring guns into the Capitol and occupy it into yeah. Congress. But what, yeah. Not specific. But you know what? But you know what? Let's not worry about it. It's, there's no reason there's to no start reason to, to be concerned no. yet, Angela. No, there's no reason. that. They, why would you think that these, you know, seditious domestic terrorist groups, which have not been called domestic terrorists, unlike, I believe, the Black Lives Matters by the Trump administration or even, I think, by this administration at this point. Uh, seriously? Yeah. So then, on December 23rd, someone, which I find interesting, Interesting someone. 
I feel like they should be able to get this information. Mm -hmm. Someone called the ICD to warn about social media posts focused on bringing weapons to the Capitol. Yep. Yep. Um, On December 28th, someone emailed the Capitol Police to share information about countless tweets from Trump supporters saying that they will be armed on January 6th and tweets from people organizing to, quote, storm the Capitol on January 6th. On December 28th! Francis, Francis, I... I feel like a part of me feels like, you know, like whenever they had like in Ghost, when the, the soul gets ripped out mm-hmm. of you and you, you go to heaven or hell, uh-huh. I feel like it's like, Rah! like that's, I, I'm like, what? We are comedians. I know. And do you know, I watched a general, I watched a FBI, uh, uh, was it Frank Faguzzi maybe even, do the same thing we did last week, which was go, hey y'all, <laughs> it looks like August. <laughs> There's gonna be a problem totally. to the FBI, and I'm looking at this, and we are two, we're fucking improvisers. Yeah, I, we're improvisers. <laughs> if somebody threatens us, our best move is give me a location. Totally, uh, we're gonna do a scene you've never seen before, and you'll never see again. Like, and we know, we all knew that some shit was planned for that day because tell, we none of us knew what certification day was before no, this. No, and we said here watching it. Why? Because I knew some shit was going to go down. Absolutely. Because the president at the time promised it. He He's said out there a speech was, about again, telling the people to do it. He, he went out there. You know, I watched and I remember that day because I yes. came over and we I were was like, here. we were here and I was like, I walked over from home because I was like, he is just throwing red meat after red meat after red meat and just inciting this crime. Remember the head of the Oath Keepers was scheduled, scheduled to be a speaker at this event. Yeah. Scheduled on the running order on the program, but he got arrested. Yep. Like a, a little bit before that. It wasn't yes. like that. It was like a couple a few days. weeks or a couple yeah, days. I yeah. can't remember if it was a couple days or a couple weeks. But so... Here we all are watching something we didn't even know ever took place. Mm-hmm. And you're going to tell me you didn't know. Yeah. You really didn't know. So what What we know here is that I know who didn't know and I know who didn't have the information, the rank and file members of the Capitol Police Force who were there doing the actual protecting. Yep. Yep. And what gen- what, what, what's been pointed out to all day today is that the Capitol Police are still protecting these people who don't protect them, who are still... Mitch McConnell has six to ten officers around him right the fuck now who he does not give a shit about. Yep. And, you know, and that is what... You know, when I think about Officer Sicknick losing his life, right? And he was a... You know... 150-plus yes. officers being hurt, some of them maimed forever, losing eyes. And I think about... And I think about him being a, a Trump supporter, and I think about, you know, you know, the, you know the, the political backgrounds of these people. What it must feel like to be... To have people be traitors on your life. Oh, oh, and worse than that, Francis. On your I'm life. Gonna, I'm gonna take this deeper. You are being beat to death with a flagpole of a thin blue line supporting flag on it. That's right. With an American flag in That's somebody right. else's hand. You are being beaten with that as people go kill him with his own gun. Yep. As Mitt Romney is running. <laughs> to get away from the crowd. Yep. As the pre- vice president is trying to hide with his wife, with his family in some room and be snuck out. Yes. As uh, We still don't know why the fuck he wasn't evacuated. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you something. I know why. Yeah, because they, 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 they... Trump said to keep him there. And yeah. I know he did. And, I, and they, they had the gallows ready. 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 So all that is going on. They still haven't called anybody in. And we got to deal with people like Melissa Smyslova, who was the acting undersecretary. You know, everybody was acting. Right. And I mean that in every sense. 
um, under Trump. Acting Undersecretary of the Office of Intelligence and Analysis, I question the head, the title of that organization, testified to the Senate committees that separating the extremists from the, ch the chaff was difficult. Uh, 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 what? I don't find it difficult, Francis. They wait, make wait, it wait. exceptionally easy. You know who I noticed? The guys in tactical gear who had their hand on each other's backs? Yeah. Those motherfuckers were organized. The guy who weighed 450 pounds with a trucker hat and the uh, uh, all I, my Trump is my president and he was drinking a beer while he did. That person I wasn't as worried about at first. Then let me tell Should've you been, though. Let me tell you something. When, we, when you talk about, when she's talking about chaff, right? Yeah. What you I, see, you see the the yes. Well, and I, that's not her. That's um, that's whoever wrote this article. Right. But the, but my issue is, well, I can't distinguish anybody who was up on those Capitol stairs beyond the perimeter of where the police had had formed a line. Yeah. Anybody who pushed past that. Anybody who passed that is a problem. It's. A, I don't understand why we're like. Well, we couldn't tell who was a tourist and who was a. Uh, I could tell. Yeah. It's anybody who went past the police. It's actually. I would say anybody who got off the sidewalk. Yeah. Because it's a. Her quote was a lesson learned from the events of January 6th is that distinguishing between those engaged in constitutionally protected activities from those involved in destructive, violent, and threat-related behavior is a complex challenge. No, it's the fuck not. No. No, it's the fuck not. And for me, <laughs> and when, when we're talking about 450 people, there were more than I, there were more than a thousand people. I think on there were those, almost as many at his inauguration. Exactly on, <laughs> on those like, capital which steps I know alone. Okay, get I go snatch up every one of those MFs. So what made me really mad is, this is from the article, one of the immediately remarked upon aspects of the violence on January 6th was how the response differed from the reaction to left wing, yes. which I would not call this left wing, um, but left wing protests in DC the prior summer. Then during several days of rallies centered on racial justice, that's left wing apparently, mm -hmm. and the Black Lives Matter movement, there was a heavy handed response that included heavy handed, that included a massive deployment of law enforcement. There were no active duty military involved despite Trump's aims, but there were members of the National Guard and that's not true because I watched General Milley in his, in his fatigue walk out with the president to, uh, then uh, and you have to apologize for it but he walked out there with him like they were doing something after they pepper sprayed or tear gassed or whatever it was yeah. but violently and grotesquely dispersed arrested beat down a peaceful crowd who was who was engaging in their first amendment rights to gather and to protest so that he could hold the bible upside down in front of the church don't tell me you can't tell the difference yeah. you absolutely can yes trump told them on january 5th they were going to need ten thousand people yeah he told them yep and here's the thing that's that, uh, especially in this article that they say it's re it's useful to remember the broader context. Trump was actively undermining that's the right. election results. The president of the United States was that's undermining right. democracy, and there were rumblings that he might seek to use the Insurrection Act to somehow seize power. Not run by Romans. I mean, they were direct statements. That's right. I believe Flynn, other people had already said, you know. They we, said it on the stage. So I, I, I'm just, I, I really, I can't with acting as if there was anything about this that wasn't known. We knew, but what, and this is the first time I can say I really agree with Chuck Todd today, because he said, it's like, I don't think there was a failure to act on, I don't think there was a lack of information or a failure to act on it. There was a desire to not act on it. There was an active pushback that signals to me and anyone looking, I believe, that there were people who were supportive of it. Yes. At every level. Yeah. What, on the ground and in leadership, in the FBI, the Justice Department, 
department and all of these ICD, all of these, the Capitol Police. That's and right. That a lot of police doing their jobs paid the price for that. We have a problem. Yeah. A huge problem at every level of this government. Yeah, and at every level of this incident. Also, Representative Mo Brook was finally served a lawsuit alleging that he and other pro-Trump allies were partially accountable for the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol. This is what we love here. You know, uh, Representative Swalwell. Yeah. He filed this suit, right? You know what? It makes me love him. I love me some Eric Swalwell. I really do. His legal team has been trying since March to serve, since March, y'all, to serve Brooks and had had to hire a private investigator to serve the suit. They've been trying for months. They had to go to court and be like, look, we're, we, they'd get like an extension because it's like, we can't find him. He keeps not answering his phone or door, running, hiding. Let me tell you, I believe that Mo Brooks could do a TED talk on how to avoid a summons. Ooh, like, yes. Because, I mean, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, you know what I mean? he's like, wildly. Mo, Mo I mean, is wildly. For a, a highly recognizable <laughs> member of the government to be able to elude a summons for totally. months. Totally. Like, I gotta tip my hat a little bit to brother Mo Brooks and be like, look at you. Mm-hmm. you. You were straight up thug. You can't <laughs> you can't be served. Like, and I to my in my view, there should be a punishment for that. Like he, they they gave him every notification about That's this. Right. You know, it's yeah. just he's a fucking he's, he's, he's avoiding justice. Thank you. He's avoiding just like yeah, everybody I, else. Remember when we were when we were last when we could tour, mm-hmm. driving around, particularly these signs were in the south, and they would have um bullet, you know, those electric billboards on the side of the highway with mugshots of people who hadn't paid tickets and child support. We're talking crimes that, while being crimes, you wonder, do we really need the entire public looking for them? Um, On the side road, there'd be multiple all over the place. But Mo Brooks somehow, yes, is eluding. He is eluding everyone. We'll be right back after these messages. There is so much going on in the world that can make it difficult to relax and decompress. You've experienced the Sunday scaries, that feeling of dread in the pit of your stomach that comes on Sunday afternoons. Now, here's a totally different Sunday scaries, vitamin-boosted CBD gummies. And you don't even have to wait until Sunday night rolls around. Self-care is so important, and Sunday scaries is here to help. Sunday scaries believes that everyone deserves a hand on a difficult day. So if you're looking for a way to decompress, Sunday Scaries has you covered with their CBD products. Visit sundayscaries.com and use promo code SEXYLIBERAL, all one word, at checkout to get 25% off your order. That's 25% off at sundayscaries.com with promo code SEXYLIBERAL. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. These products are not for use or sale but to persons under the age of 18. Well, the holidays are here, and finding the perfect gift is tricky, right? Omaha Steaks makes it so easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Everyone I've sent this to goes crazy. OmahaSteaks.com. Enter the code Stephanie in the search bar. You not only save over 50%, but you get an additional eight Omaha Steaks burgers free. These are the best burgers, period. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship right away. Avoid the holiday shipping hustle and bustle and order the perfect gift package today at OmahaSteaks.com. Don't forget you get those eight free burgers when you enter the code Stephanie in the search bar. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, 100% guaranteed. You will not believe the quality and the quantity of food you get. Everybody is just bowled over when they get this Omaha Steaks gift package. The best steaks, the best burgers, the best chicken, you name it. How about those caramel apple tartlets? Everything is incredible. OmahaSteaks.com. Don't forget that keyword is Stephanie in the search bar. OmahaSteaks.com. Do it now. 
Well, if you ever catch yourself thinking when looking in the mirror, I wish my under eye bags would just go away. You're not alone. Bags and puffiness under the eyes are a problem for millions of American men and women. Until now, introducing my new favorite, the new GenuCell Serum with plant stem cell technology from Chamonix. Susan from New Jersey wrote me, I've been using GenuCell for a couple months. The puffiness around my eyes is gone. Even the crow's feet and small lines have disappeared and haven't come back. I love this product. I use it under my eyes, around the cheekbones, and on my eyelids. With its instant effects, Chamonix says you'll see results in the first 12 hours or your money back. They guarantee it. Order now and save big on Genucel's risk-free introductory offer. Go to lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. That's G-E-N-U-C-E-L. For an instant 10% off your order, order now. You'll get the amazing Genucel XV face cream. When you order the exclusive Genucel most popular package at checkout, that's love, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Stephanie. Lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. Welcome back. Joe Manchin has vowed to... Hmm? I said, fuck Joe Manchin. I'm sorry. Just, <laughs> it's like, what? it's like a, like when you, the doctor hits your knee and it, right. it's a reflex. reflex. I got it. I got it. Whenever I hear his name, I'm going to try to stifle it. <laughs> Say it again. Okay. Mm. Okay. Joe Manchin. Vowed mm. <laughs> to block the federal election reform bill. This is a quote. I believe that partisan voting legislation will destroy the already weakening binds of our democracy. And for that reason, I will vote against the, for the people, for the people act. Explain to me how voting against your party is a, is helpful for par, for not being like for partisanship or whatever. Not part, but beyond that, he's voted for a bunch of shit the Republicans haven't voted for. But the minute we get to black people voting, uh, nah, I don't know. I don't know if I, that's the right thing to do. And you know what? And for me, that says to me exactly who Joe Manchin is. Yeah, he is he's, somebody who is here to support white supremacy. Absolutely. He thinks that that's the only vote he has to worry about. And yeah. I think it's time we make him realize it isn't. Yeah. Because it, it's uh, the idea is that they, he's voted for all sorts of things the Republicans haven't wanted since Biden's been in. But this is the one? This is the place? Yeah. Something that we had that we've lost. And the one thing, he says he supports the... Uh, John Lewis bill. Mm -hmm. But the problem is that doesn't have enough support either. So all of this at the end of the day always goes back to the filibuster. Yes. But, but I really do really need us to look at why are we not actively primarying Joe Manchin? Why are we not actively having a recall campaign against a Senator from West Virginia who isn't supporting his constituents over 70% in every sector of, of West Virginia supports this legislation, the for the people act Republicans. I think we're at like 74 to 76%. Do you know how hard it is to get legislation with yes. percentages like that of supporting? These these bills, both of them, are overwhelmingly supported by everyone yes. except the fucking racists in office. Yeah. And and here's here's the thing. By not supporting this act, he's supporting racism. He's supporting uh, the oppression of black and brown vote. The destruction of the black vote. vote. And the woman, women's vote. If you think, here's the thing, if you think the only people's votes are going to be affected by this are black and brown people, then you don't understand Said, what they're doing. No, you don't. No, you don't. And and, and that the only people whose lives are going to be affected are black and brown you people. you don't understand. And, and let me tell you something. If you are enjoying right now thank you black people yeah biden the biden harris administration are you if you are enjoying being able to go to the fuck to sleep at night and not worry about trump dude have you had weekends where you like didn't really look at the news girl i mean i mean if you were enjoying that shit 
Wake not up waking black. up person. Thank you. Waking up with your heart racing. Go, what the fuck did he do? What the fuck did he do? Like all day long. Not where I'm not even worried about him going. This is the first. I couldn't believe this was the first time that President Biden was going overseas. I was yes. like, it's the first time. Oh, good. <laughs> I don't feel like I gotta watch that shit. Yeah. You know why? He's not a fucking idiot and an asshole and a racist and a, and a traitor to this nation. I, I don't think that he should be meeting with Putin, but that's a style choice. I think. I think he's doing some things beforehand to make it clear, or whatever. Right. But literally. Thank you, Francis, because this is brought to you. You're, yeah. you're maybe being able to take off your damn mask is brought to Do you by the person who you will never see in office again. Yes. Like, this is ridiculous. This man, Trump, lost the popular vote twice. Do not tell... I have, will keep saying it, Francis. Republicans are not supporting him because they're afraid of losing their elections. They're supporting him because they're white supremacists. That's right. They're supporting him because they're fascists because he lost the vote twice. He'll lose, he'd lose it again. He'll lose it worse. The point is, they're going to make sure that they're cheating yes. because they can't win. That's right. And that is our final word. And now it's time for emails, emails. Time to go get your emails. Thank you for so much, all of you. Thank you, thank you for so much. Yeah. Oh, I for so much. For so much. Um, <laughs> for writing us at Frangela's. 08 at gmail.com. We love and appreciate you. Um, and I promise to stop yelling when they do something about this shit. Um, <laughs> this is uh, the uh, Frangela post from Megan C. We love you, Megan. We thank love you, thank you. you, thank you. Dear Frangela, I was listening to The Stoop. It's a podcast we were on last week, which was a lot of fun. Check it out. Mm -hmm. It's an amazing podcast. Not just because we were on it. Uh, I was listening to The Stoop last week and was shocked to hear you shot a pilot that didn't get picked up. Oh, girl, that's happened. So many times. So many times. We've had one or two that have yeah 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 it's yeah. you know what it's, it's it's i'm while being very young we've we've had very long careers um i have no doubt the show is hilarious and not picking it up because francis played a character who didn't like her job was just plain stupid thank you mm -hmm. i sincerely hope you pitch this to a more open-minded streaming service because the world needs your talent even if we don't deserve it you do oh. you do ollie you do you do thank you as always for your thoughtful insights on the issues of the day and for mocking idiots both make my world a better place wishing you all the very best megan c thank you megan thank you c. megan the next this next email is from judy d thank you so much we love you uh it's titled don jr is stealing your jam what? She says, OMG, Don Jr. is making videos for birthdays, anniversaries, etc. He's charging $500. You guys need to charge at least that much for your cameo videos. What are at? 20 bucks. Tw for 20 bucks, we'll tell you what we think of Don Jr. <laughs> if you want. <laughs> or whatever you want. Yeah, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll get something on our fuck Trump signs. Well, you know, we are there. Now, what we don't do are ads. So please don't ask us to do an ad. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Um, but like, <laughs> we, like seriously, Don Jr., I really do. There's a part of me, I don't want to give him money, but there's a part of me that wants, and I don't have it. But, <laughs> but you, know what? you know what I would? You know what I would do? I'd pay him five hundred dollars to say "fuck my dad," dude. Or, or, or you know, so, you I know. was wondering if, be, if we could get because he won't. He probably won't. He's right. an idiot, but right. he's not that big an idiot. Somebody will stop him from doing that. But maybe somebody could pay him to say, "You should listen to the Franchula podcast." <laughs> I don't know. Or like, I'm trying to think of what would be. Yeah, yeah, What could yeah, you yeah. get him to say that would be, think on that, and then write us at franchise08 at gmail.com and let us know what your thoughts are. Because, of course, if there's a way to irritate these people, we will always take it. Yes. Okay, and now it's time for resistance wrap up. This is where we give you actionable items, things that you can go do to uh, make this world a better place and, and maybe clean up our country from, from what was actually not that very long. No. Like four years of fucking bullshit. No. Uh, so you know about Fair Fight, obviously. You know about Stacey Abrams, who is 
I mean, is there a better person? Like, I don't, I know. don't think it's possible. So, uh, but she's uh, started her. She started this Fair Fight Action Group. So she's asking for all of us to join Fair Fights Action's Hot Call Summer. She said uh, today, which isn't today, but today, I'm launching Hot Call Summer because in order to pass the For the People Act, we need your help to make sure our senators know how important this legislation is to you. Yes. Here's what you can do right now. Yeah. No matter where you live, no matter what your senator has already said, you can call your U.S. senators every day every in June day. to demand that senators pass the For the Act to protect our freedom to vote. Call 888 453 3211 to be connected to your senators now. That's 888-453-3211. I believe that's like through them, so they can, I think it's yes. a way for them to sort of see how many people, because that, that's not the general switchboards, but they will connect you yeah. to your senators. Yes, yes. Join Fair Fights Action's text banks of the, uh, Days of Action on June 11th, June 16th, 17th, 18th, 21st, 22, and 23 to ask voters in key states to call their senators about the For the People Act. So that's so June 11th is the next one coming up. Okay, that's this week. Mm -hmm. Then the, the next one after that is five days later on the 16th. I'm going to do Please, one of these. Yeah, we've got to do, I think you should, if you can do it every day, make a text and just copy and paste it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, if you've not already attended Fair Fights text training go check that's a that's that's what we should do we need to do that mm -hmm. um, on our net on their new text platform impactive sign up for a training here for everything you'll need to join one of these text banks so do that go to the Fair Fight Action um, and and make sure that you're ready so you can do that because texting that's easy dude we can all do that right yeah, yeah. and then join Stacey Abrams and special guests throughout June for virtual events across the country to share the importance of passing the For the People Act there are events on June 10th June 14th it looks like June 17th yes please so go to Fair Fight but I think it's really important this calling every day and the texting those are things we can all do and trust I don't care what Manchin said if we get what he has said thus far and what he hasn't said thus far yeah. I think it's disgraceful his behavior yeah. I think the fact that he's opening a conversation with civil rights leaders today after he's been in office for I don't know how long is disgusting. Yeah. I think the idea of adult-ass adult black people having to go to him to beg for him to support our right to vote is disgusting. Yes. Let's make sure that he understands it will be his last time in office. I'm Francis Callier. I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela. Thank you so much for listening to The Final Word. We thank you for all your support and a big we love you and we thank you to our black sister, Laura. <laughs> and we love and miss you, Gail.